For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast with a 40 years of playing PlayStation, eight plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live. You can jump in the chat and become part of the show as I almost burp while talking. No, we're good. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to give us a like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash the pop culture is where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Max, something happened this week that made you legit yeah uh, lots of things lots of things happened this week that made me legit and they're all absolutely fantastic yeah so the first one which is relevant to this and then you can put your other legit your other <laughs> legitness so even though it's very unlikely that it will actually happen pax australia back end of october not looking very positive but if it does, Max and myself yeah. will be attending as press. We received our accreditation this week, which for me is fantastic. This is like the fifth time that I'll be going as press to PAX, and that's that's old news. Max, this is your this would be your first ever media uh, account <laughs> attendance to something. Yeah, I have a feeling that like obviously uh, I'm super excited. It should be great. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I have this horrible feeling that it's just not going to happen. No, look, if the Mel- if the Melbourne show got canned, it's the same week. It ain't happening. However, like that that doesn't take away from the fact that is that you ha- you you have now been awarded a media. Maybe maybe I'll need to like email them and be like, look, if it's cancelled, can you still just send me the pass so I can just claim it as a literal so I can badge claim, of honor. Yeah. <laughs> Did, like, how, like I said, cause you've been doing this uh, a year and a bit with with me now and the, and the pop yeah. and you know, like, we've done some we've done cool things obviously you know we've been very very lucky to have uh, media codes and review codes and stuff like that and access to some some cool things you know like the house of ashes and stuff last year uh, last year mm-hmm. earlier in the year but like this is this is legit yeah well done congratulations to you max you fucking earned it i don't think i did but I think you did. <laughs> I've just been here, just riding, riding the waves. As hey, it it's it's look. All, the pop sea is built on riding the coattails of others. <laughs> like all, like the, all the best coattails, like Paul James, you know, other friends. 
Just coattails, man. Just coattails. It's not a bad thing. And then you're coattailing on the coattails. Not not too bad there. But what some other legitimate things happened this week to you, Max? What's going on? Uh, so uh, I haven't spoken about it in a while, but uh, our land is finally titling. It <laughs> should be titled in the next five days. Uh, and uh, we're, I now have paid off my car loan and I now have hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt because my mortgage has been approved. So Welcome. I can actually buy the land that's going to be titled in a couple of days' time. Welcome to being an adult. Yeah. So I was out of debt for like a couple of days and then bam, straight back in it. It's a good couple of days, isn't it? It's a great couple of days. <laughs> uh, it's very similar because when I moved to Geelong and I was living with <coughs> my wife, uh, my, my, she was, was my wife at the time, but with her, my in-laws, uh, they were like, you don't pay us rent, you just pay off your car. I'm like, that is a fucking mad deal. And I did. And then I paid off the car. And then shortly after we got land, <laughs> I was like, it's very similar. I think I had like a bit more than a couple of days, unlike yourself, but mm. there was a good window of time where I was relatively debt free. Mm. And then I got hammered, but that's exciting, man. So like, can, can you go and like have a camp out on your, on your land? Like is building and- starting soon? Like, no. So <clears throat> settlement is due to take place at the end of August. So they, they've given us the rough date of the 20th of August. And then we're hoping that the builders can be on site within two weeks of that. So we're probably not looking at starting our build till September. Like uh, and, then they've got, yeah. and then they've got a, what they claim a 200 day build cycle. So I think that works out to be like nine months or something like that. Yeah, it makes sense. It'd be about June next year. I, I'd yeah. Say, yeah. So I have a feeling it'll be about yeah around this time-ish next year by the time we're all moved in and yeah the big benefit though of doing it over summer is that it's much easier for them to work because the yeah. it's obviously <coughs> slab dries faster there's less rain days like they can just go in and fucking go ham yeah so hopefully we don't also get hit by the you know shortage of materials and yeah, all of that yeah. all of that stuff so hopefully everything will be smooth sailing from here because it's been rough. Because uh, we've been dealing with this since, well, the land was originally due to title in February. Mm-hmm. It's now July and it's still not titled. <laughs> yeah, well, we've had 17 <laughs> lockdowns in that time. Like, uh, <clears throat> things have changed. Yeah. And then lastly, my last piece of news is um, my Xbox will arrive on Monday on my birthday. That is so not bir- the kind my of birthday news present to myself. <laughs> my birthday present to myself is arriving on Monday. Assuming it can get out of Sydney, because that's where it's coming from. Oh no! So, <laughs> I know. I know that uh, removalists aren't allowed out of the state. I wonder if. The oh no! That, did, that didn't stop him. That was fine. <laughs> I'll get my Xbox with a side of COVID, please. <laughs> uh, good stuff. I'm I'm disappointed in your Xbox, but I'm not because. I, I uh, for a while you thought about getting one. I did think about getting one. Actually, I was going to get a One S. Um, because get- I just, I just, I just pulled the trigger and got the One X. Mm. But then I, because uh, yeah, then I've got, cause I've, I do have a One S, mm. and uh, like the OG One S, and I'm like, hmm. And then they were like, hey, we'll give you about eight bucks for it to trade to a Series S. And I'm like, well, you can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did the I did the same thing. I have a One S as well, and it was back. I I bought it on, on a complete whim. Like one day, I was like, oh, I really want to play something. A couple of years ago, 
and they had them on sale for like two forty nine with three games. I'm like, so I buy three games and I get the console for free. You've got yourself a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I bought mine. It came with like Battlefield 1 and Gears 5 and something else. And it was a cool gray one. So it was like a different color to ones that have been mm. around before. I was like, interesting. I like it. But anyway. I think mine came with like GTA, uh, Assassin's Creed and Forza. Mm. I still like it because like, I lent it to my brother-in-law in like March of last year. Uh, because he's like, I want to play some games over this lockdown. I'm like, sure, no worries. And it's been 11 lockdowns and I still haven't got it back yet. I probably should. I mean, we're though. still in, I mean, we're still in lockdown. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, like <laughs> I should go get it back. Cause like, I, I, there are, like, I can just because it's not a one X doesn't mean I can't play some of the things that are on that games pass and whatnot, but that is true. That's very true. Anything else happened this week, man? No, not really. Just, just all the, all the exciting news of my house is finally coming along and all that stuff been pretty crazy what about you how's your week been my week has been interesting Ooh. uh mostly normal mostly the mostly same. normal <clears throat> uh i do have some news but it's not all locked down yet so uh it looks like i'm getting a promotion at work Ooh. Uh, so that's good, but that that's mm. that hasn't hundred percent locked in yet. But there was a big meeting on Friday, uh, and the, that gave everything the thumbs up. So the entire plan that we had of because we're essentially going to restructure the department and restructure a bunch of stuff, and then with that comes people going into specific roles, and myself included. Uh, yeah, so that, that was essentially preliminarily pitched and they went, yep, mm-hmm. let's make it happen. So they, there's a big meeting on Monday, I think, and then another one later in the week. And then it's and that's to pretty much okay, say, hey, this is happening. This is what's going to needs to be done, blah, blah, blah. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. <clears throat> so it looks like it, rather than just me working in one of Genu Gamers I, in, here in Geelong, I'll be working at all of them uh in some capacity uh so because it was funny so my boss paris uh he's also a friend of mine he comes in on friday he goes so kind of car do you like like what do you mean he goes because you're about to do a lot of driving sir i'm like oh Mm. shit that's exciting that yeah that's how the conversation went cool and that was great and then we um we had uh some work shindig so uh, obviously with you know, at the end of our shift yesterday, a couple of staff were still around. So we, we sort of uh, socialized in the workspace for a little while, which was nice. However, upon leaving, uh, the car park at work isn't very well lit. Um, and I tried to cut through this little area that I normally walk through every day without major concern. So there was a pallet and I tripped on the pallet and fucking hit the fence and fell and died. So I have a giant fence shaped bruise on my leg from when i punched the corner so like say this is my leg and this is the corner like when and there's like a literal right angled dent in my leg and it hurts and i've essentially just corkied the living shit out of my thigh because walking all day today has been horrendous yeah and then to make matters worse because i went and i wrecked my leg and then i fell on my like on my other hip so out and like thankfully now that i am a less lesser sized human i was able to um i was able to uh, take the hit 
take the hit. Yeah, mm. like previously, like when you're a bigger dude, falling is harder, right? Because a lot more of you. Yeah, you've got more mm. cush to take the landing. So I did have a lot more direct bone to hit bone to concrete, <laughs> but I was able to recover a lot while I, f- I found it. Because <laughs> I remember just lying on my back going, ow! And I got up and then everything hurt. I'm like, oh no, and I'm old too. Was it drink walking? <laughs> it, uh, I had a drink, which was unrelated, because I just tripped over a pallet. Like, who the fuck puts a pallet there? Me, apparently. Uh, who, so I didn't put it down, I just tripped over it. But so that sucked. Other than that, the week's been pretty good. The week's exciting. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's been it's actually been um been not too bad. Um, there's been yeah, been a couple of things this week that have got me very much what I would refer to as like overstimulated. I mean that in a good mm-hmm. way, as in because you know. <laughs> I can feel when my energy spikes, yeah. uh, uh, you know, because as, as as I go down the path of understanding my myself better and how my brain works and how it responds, I can I can tell when when I'm when I'm peaking. Mm. And a couple of news things this week just give me that real like stoked energy, and I'm like, oh, I've been overstimulated. I'm I'm up and because t- like we had yeah some other good news came on like Thursday I think, and I just I had a meeting in here on on Zoom and then. The, the zoom ends and i was all energized i'm like i'm feeling fucking great and james is like hey dad i'm like hey james it's my son and he, i'm like what are you he's like, what are you doing i'm like nothing what are you doing he's like let's wrestle i'm like yep so <laughs> so we just went and burnt off energy together it, w- it was absolutely fantastic it was just very very cool but uh yeah that's it there you go that was being our week now max what we do before we jump into the news section, when we tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation, there is a section that we do. So in 2020 until now, I have lost over 35 kilos using a product called the man shake. It is a meal replacement shake it is a company that I am an ambassador for. Uh, it is a pro approach at what that's what I'm looking for. It's a product. Meal replacement. It's a product that Max is also using. It's meal replacement (laughs) shakes that help us lose weight. So we have this section called our Get Less Fat Update, where we tell you what we've been doing over the last week uh, to help keep us accountable, to keep us on our journeys. Max, how has your week been? I've lost just under a kilo. Yeah. Nice. Like like 800 grams. So you're back Uh, back on a problem now? I've only I've only been having one shake a day. Um, I haven't been eating that much, which has been good. Um, so I just have a shake for lunch and have a normal dinner. Because uh, of my work schedule, I've just I just don't do breakfast anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's been good. Uh, I I I think I need to diversify my flavor profile a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just having the same thing over and over and over again is kind of getting old. <laughs> so you say that like I don't have the exact same shakes every day. I still have my coffee my, with my super greens and my my cinnamon in the mornings and I have my birthday cake in the afternoon. And that's it. And like I the other day I looked in the cupboard when I was making my shake before I went to like you know pre-making them in the container before I mm. went to work. And I'm like, should I have something other than birthday cake today? Nah. And then, <laughs> and then I, like there was a strong consideration and then I was like Nah, this shit's good. And then we, we then I did it and, and bed off. I'm still doing my, my my muscle chef meals. I had another another box arrive mm-hmm. as well to help sort of keep that. So um, I am still sitting around that 107, 108 uh, bracket, um, which is yeah, as you know, for those that maybe the first time that's down from 142 ish. Um, so it's quite a substantial loss. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm trying to see if I can push a little bit more. But gyms are back open now which is great because I can go back. However, with my corky to fuck leg, standing hurts. 
So I'm not like I hit I, I hit that fence so hard. Um, just maybe wait a little bit because last time you got back into the gym, we went back into a lockdown. Yeah. So if you could just give us just a little bit of freedom before you go back to that. Like I am worried that the correlation between me going to the gym <clears throat> and then uh, lockdowns is a strong thing. But anyways, if you want to support Max and my weight loss journey, you can by heading to the link in the description and his FT. Uh, so bitly bit dot ly slash ftp manshake. Just by going to the link, you don't have to buy anything. You 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 help support us hey and maybe you might be able to start your own journey and you might be able to uh, change your life a little bit anyway that's enough of that shilling stuff even though i'm a big fan of the product um here's a section we call inform the players we tell you well, about what happened we do, this week in playstation before we, before we do that we oh, should shit. talk about what we've been playing this week we should i completely <laughs> skipped the playing section max what have you been playing this week well I've been playing a little bit of everything. So I've been playing a little bit more Chris Tales, which is absolutely fantastic. I spoke about it a little bit uh, last week. I was only about an hour deep. I'm now about three, four hours deep. The game, the game's main mechanic is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so this isn't too spoilery. You mm. literally find out at the very start of the game uh, that you're, that uh, the, the, the main character, Chris Bell, is a time mage. Mm-hmm. So the way your screen is set up is uh, there is uh, a, a big triangle in the center of your screen. So on the left-hand side of the triangle is the past. On the right-hand side is the future. And inside the triangle is the present. So as you're walking around the world, you can see how it, cha- how it has changed or will change over time is really cool so it affects your decisions so one of the one of the very early tutorial decisions that it it, it gets you to make is you see that uh, there's buildings in the town that are going to that are, they've essentially got termites and they're going to be destroyed and you can see on the right hand side of your screen that the buildings are destroyed and when you walk across you can see them uh fixed as you as you move across uh so you pick a uh you pick whether or not to save the shop uh, the shopkeeper's house or you pick to save the family's house and you can see how the family will look in the future if you don't save their house and how the shopkeeper will look if you don't save his business and it's really interesting in the way it makes you uh it, you can see what your choices are going to how they're going to play out before you make them which in turn makes you question what your choice will be before you make it which is really uh. cool uh, and it does the same thing in combat. So one of the, um, again, to avoid spoilers, I'll, I'll reference one of the tutorials for f- to teach you the mechanic. But basically, at the start, you versus this, this this person who doesn't take any damage. They're just immune because they've got this gigantic shield. So what you do is you you wet them, you cast a water spell on them, and then send them into the future so they rust. Because <laughs> the water's because they're because they're wet from the water. Yeah. And then once they're in the future, they're rusted, so their armor doesn't work. And you can beat them. So it's a really cool mechanic how you've got to think of how you can use things through time, <laughs> not just in the moment. So it really makes you think about how you actually will tackle encounters in combat and how you play the game. Nice. So I've been having heaps of fun with that. Uh, you and I both played some Red Dead Redemption 2 online earlier this week. We did. That was a blast. It turns out I cannot, not only can I not drive in GTA online, I also can't drive horses in Red Dead Online. Yeah, so you and I jumped in after <laughs> not playing Red Dead for the longest time. Uh, you were in Red Dead for about 14 seconds and then you got hogtied and dragged in your town. 
Um, yeah, I was literally tr- the second I spawned in, I was hogtied. Like I was literally lassoed and killed straight away. I was like, "Well, this is fun. This is this is what I remember." So I came in. I mean, it's a nice after. change of pace to not be like rocket launched by a, a, like a flying car, but. You know, it was still sucked. So, I, yeah, I came in shortly after and I was like, I was just heading into town. Next thing, you just like eat shit in the mirror or rock up and shoot me or something. You hog, no, you hogtied me. Like, hey, I is that the exact same thing to you? <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yes, that was a ton of fun. So, you and I did a couple of uh, like a bounty hunt, bounty missions and stuff like that, which, which was great, which actually inspired mm. me to go back and play more of the game itself. So I'm now playing it on the PS5 and I am playing the the single player campaign again. I think I'm like 17% in. I'm still in those early chapter one. Mm-hmm. Like I, I decided to not transfer my save file from my old run at Red Dead into now because I was like, I'm going to have no idea where I was at, which is what I did. I was like, uh, no, I got no idea. So here I was like, start fresh, start new, and God, that fucking game is so good. I don't know why I never finished it. I don't know. I think I just got simply distracted by other mm. things at the time. And the game is dense. It is an experience. It is it is something, right? So it, it is like, it's a lot. So I'm playing it and I'm like, this game still looks amazing. I'm still enjoying Arthur. You know, like the, the snow area at the start didn't seem as long as I remember. So that's good. Because I remember feeling that snow area kind of dragged a bit. Yeah. But <clears throat> thankfully on a, on knowing that it, what, like how, what the steps are to get out of there, I was like, oh, that's not so bad. So that's kind of good. It's helped me re-perspective that. But like just the, just the, the intricacy in all these different characters and just sort of how they all have so much thought and consideration into them is fantastic. Like, I love like each individual member of your gang of Dutch's gang is they are like shaped characters. You know, like, there's no one that's not even really touched upon. Like even someone you, a character you just kind of find and bring into the crew because you think he's an enemy. Like there's enough about him and there's a woman that you save at the start and she becomes part of the gang too and it's amazing like all these cool little details and of course the game's great it does still have a lot of the weird hang-ups that like because it was built on a old control scheme very similar to gta mm. uh four at the time and old red dead which is you know running is x and smashing x and riding a horse is smashing x and stuff like that and there there is a lot of those unnecessary extra animations that comes to doing the most mundane task Mm. which does add a sense of immersion but it does make things take a little bit longer because you know one of the concerns that you had about replaying it again was like i don't want to have to fucking hike my way over it's going to take so long to get from a to b um Mm. when gta could just fang it and like i'm so i do get a little bit of that now but there's such an there's there's just enough cool shit along the way to make it worthwhile <laughs> like yeah. you're finding strangers there's cool little interactions you know maybe you just want to stop and hunt some deer or something and then take it and sell it when you arrive at your destination like there's enough cool little spots like what i, I forget what the i there was a, a someone somewhere something said along the along the lines of like uh you know when you're on a in an open world you, someone needs to engage you at x amount of seconds right like it's like every 30 seconds every mm. 45 seconds something should engage you and i do feel this game delivers on that because it is such a dense world like a lot of it does feel relatively organic as well which i like um you know someone just wants to like jack you on the side of a street like hey and they, they try to hold you up and take your horse or whatever you shoot them grab the loot them keep on going 
it's uh it's very very good and which is which is a given you know because it was a game of the year contender of the year that it came out but i just didn't finish it or i didn't finish it in yeah. time for the end of the year and then the next year rolled around and then new games came out and i got uh intensely distracted so i'll have more to say about that because i have i'm the second that i finish here i'm probably gonna play more of it <laughs> what- uh the other big yeah, so the other thing before that you we, and I have be, both be, been playing. I was gonna say, I was gonna say before we get into that one, because I think we'll end on that one. Yeah. That um the last thing I've been playing is Tribes of Midgard. Oh yeah, because so, you're like so this the game, game looks that dumb, I, and the, then you bought it. The game that I said that I wasn't gonna buy, I ended up buying it. it <clears throat> Absolutely. And worst. um I'm actually kind of enjoying it. So I'm playing uh, I bought it with a friend, so we were we were both playing on, on PS5. Mm-hmm. Um and our first game was not good so despite the fact that it does have sydney-based servers for some reason it it set us up somewhere in north america we had like 300 ping that was a nightmare so at its core it's basically an isometric survival game so the camera is just completely locked and you run around you you can uh fight the wildlife there's like uh camps of enemies that you can raid and loot for 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 materials but basically you're just gathering materials to protect your town because every night um these basically health spawn spawn in every night and you got to protect your village because if they kill your world tree it ends the game Mm -hmm. Uh, and every night it gets harder and harder and then throughout the the exploration of the island uh over the certain days, Jotuns will appear, the giant, the giants from from the law, and you have to fight them before they get to your town because they'll come to your town and instantly kill it, which is fun. So uh, I had a really good run last night. I just joined a random lobby with ten people. We managed to kill four Jotuns before we hit the what they refer to in game as uh, the Eternal Winter, and then I couldn't leave the base. I couldn't leave the base to gather materials to to craft the, the the potions that allowed me to survive in the winter mm. so i just couldn't leave the base ever which kind of sucked damn but that's how that's how saga mode works so saga mode w- will last until you hit or that sega, the winter. sega mode as the, per sega the woman mode. in the uh, trailer <laughs> uh so that lasts until uh, basically until you get to that point there is also a you can play it solo uh, apparently the difficulty is scaled depending on how many people are playing in the world at any given time mm-hmm. i think that's rubbish apparently it's almost impossible to play solo <laughs> wow uh, and then they have what's called a survival mode where you build your own world and you can set parameters like how difficult the enemies are how many days the world will last for uh health multipliers and it'll give you seasonal xp based on the choices you make so obviously the easier you make it the less xp multipliers you'll get mm-hmm. uh so i've i've hit my my maximum has been day 14 survival uh the game's really fun it does have a class system but you have to uh do certain things in game to unlock those classes so you start with two basic classes to unlock at the start and then I unlocked my first class last night. You have to kill three Jotuns in a single game. Uh, so that was quite difficult. And then there's ones for like uh, hitting all the shrines on a map. So opening all the fast travel points. There's kill 15 enemies in 10 seconds playing. They, they're all unlocked in very specific ways, which is really cool. It gives you something to aim towards. They're not hidden. You know exactly how to unlock them from the beginning of the game. So you can go in and, and be like, I'm going to work towards this this time. Uh, the only problem with playing with random people online is that once you've built 
you can build buildings that basically generate resources for you for nothing. Mm-hmm. And they go, they get put into the town storage. The problem is anyone can access the town storage. And lots of people kind of just raid it and sell it to uh, get XP to level up their season pass. And then they just peace out and quit the game. Okay. So that kind of sucks. When people come in, steal all your resources and then just leave. Yeah. But the game's been fun. Uh, the last couple of times I have played, I have managed to get Australian servers, which is awesome. So that has been, I think, two to three patches since launch. Uh, so they seem to have fixed that that connectivity issue was at, at the least. So do you, do you but, think that it's got some legs on it? Uh, I think so. I think it'll be better with the more people you play with. So currently it's up to a maximum of 10 people per world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been playing with just me and one of my friends who owns it. So the two-player game is not strong, but I think with more people it could definitely be fun. It's one of those games where it's going to be as fun as the people you play it with because if you don't work together and get nothing done, the game doesn't last very long. Okay, that makes sense. Because it does have those roguelike elements. Very nice. But, so the one thing that you and I have both been playing, so uh, we, uh, we've we been playing Rain Bites latest release, which is Trigger Witch. Uh, so a big thank you to the to East Asia Soft for providing us the review code. Full disclosure, however, uh, we are uh, very good friends with John Opeck. Uh, he is the writer of the game itself doesn't change how we feel about it we thought it would be best to let you know that we know a dude that worked on it he's actually been on this show a number of times because he is a geelong resident as well as that he's a personal friend of mine he's a friend of the show um but yeah there you go full disclosure so trigger witch is uh from the guys that they're from Rainbite, the guys that made a reverie which is a game i have not checked out yet but it did receive a lot of praise in the day uh however this is a uh twin stick shooter adventure where there is a you're in this world of witches where magic has has been replaced with firearms uh a ballisticism i ballisticism, believe not mysticism <laughs> ballisticism uh and then a, a a dark figure appears in your world through a portal a portal that provides the weapons to those that are of uh, 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 uh what's the word of uh have deemed been deemed worthy. Uh, your mother is kidnapped, and you must uh, 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 make your way across Asteria, I believe the, the the world is called, and to get her back. Now, Max. Uh, so I've finished the game. Uh, I rolled credits on it earlier this week. It took me just over ten hours. Uh, it is a great little short experience if that's what you're after. You yourself are about six hours deep. Yeah, I think I'm about six hours in. <clears throat> I think I'm fairly close to the end, just from where the story's playing out, where I'm up to. Uh, but I've been having a blast with it. It's great. Pun intended. It, yeah, it, it is actually a really, <laughs> really fantastic game. So even from a gameplay system, like, so twin six shooters aren't really my area of expertise, but like, A, the novelty of my friend writing this game was a big part for me to check it out. And I kind of like the art style, the idea of this witch with guns. It seemed really crazy. But uh, yeah, no, it does play <laughs> really, really well. Like it, it thankfully it is a, uh, a, it's a very nice entry level uh, twin stick shooter. So it does remove a lot of the intensities that like you can still get swarmed really really easy but you it because it doesn't ha- it's because it doesn't have any rogue lights roguelike aspects to it you're not overly penalized from getting in there and you, trying you to be almost get 
there's almost no punishment for dying in this game. You kind of just you respawn back at the last checkpoint. You lose nothing. Yeah. And most of the time, it benefits you because you get your health potions back. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it, <laughs> if anything, it makes you go, "Cool, let's try it again," which is fantastic. I've, Unless you're in a boss I've, fight where obviously the boss yeah. comes back with full health as well. Like sometimes the end, the rooms themselves will stay relatively clear, or they will completely refill depending on where you are at in the game. Yeah, I, I must admit, I have taken a few tactical deaths just to speed up the things. Like I, uh, especially before when I when I. I before the show, I messaged you saying I, I can't find this damn key for one of the one of the dungeon areas that I was in, and I found it, and I was so far away from where I needed to be, I just got the key and let myself die, respawned at the at the portal, and and then just you know essentially use it as a shortcut. Nice. Yeah, you, you are correct. Death does tend to respawn the enemies in the given rooms that you had cleared beforehand, uh, but. You know, you can use that to your advantage because obviously the enemies do drop gems uh, and gems are used to purchase upgrades for the weapons. Yeah, so like throughout the world, there are a chests and within those chests are weapons upgrades. So you do, you will have access to upwards of eight weapons throughout your entire run in the game and they all vary in different ways of sort of AOE attacks or, you know, whether direct or, you know, close range or long mm. range, stuff like that. So there is enough variety there depending on how you want to play your twin stick shooter. So you do have your a pistol which is which is just a standard like revolver-esque thing and that is your essentially your, your sidearm that will have unlimited ammunition uh but it uh, the reload time is a lot faster actually all guns have unlimited ammunition however the reload time is in, is uh, substantially shorter with the pistol but then you have access to a to a, a main weapon uh two of them at any given time so you have two main weapons and your sidearm and as you upgrade them they will be able to do better have more damage etc however one thing that i do want to add in terms of the upgrade things as we touch upon that we move through so there is a shop in the main area where you can go and use the gems that you've collected as well as the upgrade parts that you have obtained to pump up your weapons damage its range its rate of fire and its accuracy the thing that confused me the most is i i in hind like in hindsight I really feel that upgrading the damage did absolutely nothing. And I mean that really? as in like the, the pistol, right? There are, there's this one enemy, like it's a ball that rolls at you. And there is one that looks like a, like a, a witch's cone. And it just kind of comes you in through like each of them have, t they took two shots on my unupgraded revolver. Even when fully, fully upgraded, they still take two shots. So it's not as if my gun is now upgraded, so poof, they take one shot and they are done. They still take multiple shots, if not the same amount of shots. And unless the world scales in its difficulty, then why is the why upgrade them? Like if you're if you're upgrading your weaponry and the world is not becoming easier, I was going to say. To be fair, it does give you the nu the damage numbers as you're upgrading the pistol, and I think the pistol only gets like one, maybe two extra damage, even at fully upgraded. Yeah, but that, that includes. So I've upgraded. So there's an assault rifle. There are Uzis mm. and like a shot and like shotguns. They're the ones that I primarily put the 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 uh, into. And even then, they were still taking a very similar amount of shots. Right? It wasn't as if it was just this substantial rocket start clearing rooms in an instant with an upgraded weapon. Yeah. So I guess that's good. Like, yes, you're pumping the upgrades in, but if you decided to not to, for whatever reason, you could still come out 
pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there is a great uh, spread in in uh, the creatures and the in the monsters that you fight throughout the game. Uh, however, like there are some reused ones throughout. Like as you head into a different area, you will find a a different variant of the same enemy, and they might maybe they have a different platform or a different weapon, but they are primarily the same. Uh, so once you sort of suss out the movement patterns or the attack patterns of particular enemies, you can still clear your way through it pretty, pretty good. It did have that doom energy where it's all about you just moving around and making sure you don't stay too long in one spot, which is like any twin stick shooter, I guess. Uh, that's also in the same vein as doom, uh, to refill your health potions. You do have to kill enemies. Yep. So you've got to play that risk reward out of I've got no health, but I have to commit to this to get more health. So that was that was a really nice push. Yeah, so it does keep pushing you forward in that in, mm. in that way. Like it does really benefit you to like just keep keep going. Like there's there's you an- do have you you do have a dash that makes you in, invulnerable. Mm. Uh, you can use it twice. There is a cooldown, a very distinct cooldown. It also has the added effect of making a sound uh, a sound um, trigger as as the the dash refresh is happening so you can if you're if instead of having to watch for that little icon in the in the screen you can hear that you can hear that sound effect and be like okay i can i can dash again now yeah and i found that control that sound came through the head the tv as well as the controller so i did spend Mm -hmm. a little bit of the time playing the game while listening to podcasts uh and yeah i was still getting that auditory feedback through the controller as well which i do appreciate so for those that didn't want to play that, which is also really weird because uh, the music in this game is fucking tremendous. It's so good. So I don't know why it's I didn't so I play. I kept playing with the TV with the TV music down. So to me, the 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 choice of uh, instrument in this there, there's a lot of uh, sort of like MIDI flute, which f- takes me straight back so to harvest moon back to nature on the playstation oh, one the- how can you i don't know how you managed to do it but you somehow managed to bring harvest moon in into every everything doesn't matter what we're because playing. it's such an influential game max it's fucking one of the best games ever made so in for the for spring the sea one of the seasons in harvest moon the it uses a very similar uh midi flute right so here it's just so reminiscent like even it's not entirely like a uh, not even the same sort of musical sequence. It's just a very similar sound. And because that sound is so ingrained in my head, I heard them and, oh! And then, of course, I just fell in love with the music instantly. Instantly. Hmm. There was a, um, there was, there was one of these, one of the areas that I was in, uh, it was basically a puzzle room in the, in the mines. So it had it set up where you were basically, uh, essentially doing a trick shot off, off, bouncing rocks to try and hit the target as you as you needed to now my old man reflexes couldn't turn and aim properly at the right time so i kind of cheesed it a little bit uh one of the weapons is a um is a grenade launcher and it, it bounces off things so i kind of hit the switch swapped weapons shot the wall with the rocket launcher and bounced it into where the last switch was before the because <laughs> <laughs> i just i knew what i had to do i just physically could not do it it's not cheesing apparently it. i if it works. Apparently, I just can't aim in twin stick shooters. Yeah, I, I found that I was missing so many shots that I felt like I, w- I was there, but like it gives you a clear line of where you're aiming, and I just wasn't aiming at the thing. The only thing I wish this game had, um, and I don't know if it was a design choice or not, is I wish that the boss enemies had a health bar. Oh yeah, I oh, really yes. wish I I really wish I had a, I knew how much left, like how how risky I can be. 
before the before I take it down. So I would agree with that too. So I was doing the final boss, which I won't disclose on 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 the show. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'm really good at throwing spoilers, but I won't do that one. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. So like that's the problem. Like I felt like I was just never progressing because yeah, there was no indicator. Because- so I'm just blasting bullets into it. I actually messaged a friend of mine and I was like, "Hey, with the final boss, what am I doing wrong?" And they're like, no, no, you just blast, like, you just blast it. And I'm like, yeah, but these other little, like, you take out the other little things and then you blast it, and eventually it'll stop. I'm like, but there's no visual, there's no visual indicator. Like yeah. normally when you hit it, like it would go red or something, right? Like I'm just laying bullets into this thing, and is making no visual indicator that the the lands, the the, the sorry, the bullets are hitting at all. And that kind of, and then it wasn't until it just went, oh, I guess I beat the boss now. Mm. It kind of just at one point decides that that's enough. Yeah, but uh, look, let's get into the story side of things. As you said, you know we, we're 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 friends with the guy that wrote it, but the story in this game is actually pretty rad. Mm. So uh, there are some things, there are some massive turns that happen in the back end of the game uh, that, to me, I didn't see coming. And you could once once you start to see the threads you can really, really gauge the a lot a, a, a inspiration for where mm. this game came from. So after chatting with Jono, uh, who was the writer, so Jono, he advised me that like part of the process was that Rainbide gave him a couple of beats. They're like, we want to do this, we want to do that, we want to do that. You make everything else come together. And one of those points was this big twist. And he's like, I have no idea how I'm going to make that work. But I think he did. Like, in terms of a of a, of a continual narrative, I really quite like it. There, There is a, a, a big buildup of the world itself. Like, you know, yep. like there is uh, obviously Colette, who is the main the main witch. And then there's her, her two friends who represent sort of different parts within the world. And it all kind of comes together nicely. I do appreciate uh, a lot of little nods to certain things in the world. An example being uh, with Jono being a big PlayStation fan himself he makes clear references to sacred symbols uh in particular areas like that you have to you have to get a staff and uh, the iconography on that staff is the coloring of the playstation symbols so that's not even subtle on that one um, and that was a design design choice by him uh i found a goblin named m hoppus or mark you know mark hoppus from blink 182 which uh jono was a massive blink fan so the second i saw that i messaged him like did you name that one mark hoppus like yeah dude (laughs) (laughs) so apparently there's a bunch of characters named after his influences and stuff so that's exciting uh this first one i noticed actually but i guarantee i missed missed a ton of them but yeah, the story itself was really, really cool. I did find that even in the ten-hour experience, there was enough, t- there, there was enough ex- explanation of the world and its lore and the beats that it wanted to hit. The kind of, I never really got like super invested in the characters, but there was enough for me to understand their motivations and what makes them different and who goes where and how this works and where we were heading to. Yeah. So in the six hours that you spent with it, because as I said, you've not finished yet either. How are you finding the story? Yeah, it's it's really well done. It's um like you said that for, from the beginning, uh, b- between the, the the main the main player that you play as Colette and, and her two friends, how they, because uh, obviously at, at the, 
because it explains in the story that they've been friends forever. Yeah. Like they grew up together. They've, they've always been friends. And then basically something happens and they kind of all go their separate ways. And then throughout the story, you still interact with them, even though you've all gone on your separate paths and you have uh, very different ideas of, of where your life is going to go or where, where, what your role is in this world. And I think it's a really interesting way uh, they it was handled really, really well, especially with, um, to, to avoid spoilers, that, that one character in particular who uh, is just completely different from everyone else. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think so far that they have been my favorite character. Mm. Um, her, her backstory is very, very cool. Very well done. Um, but obviously I'm, yeah, I haven't finished yet. I'm what I would call partway through act two yeah you're you're, you're pretty close <laughs> to the final big uh yeah. big thing so um but you know it's the the game itself has so many like just in a story it, do, it does have a lot of pop culture references as you mentioned uh there's almost direct quote pulls from i think lord of the rings i saw there's a few <laughs> from there's a few from a few others that i've seen but um it it Despite the fact that it's a twin stick shooter, it it almost has a reminiscence of that old those old Zelda games. Mm. Like if you pull up that map, it looks exactly like a Zelda game. It's, you know, there's a there's a shop in town where you can buy those secret maps, and then your map's just covered with question marks of where all the all the secrets and treasures could be. And you'll you'll be walking through, and you'll see part of a part of another transitional map, and you'll be like, oh, there's a chest over there. But how do I get there? And then you spend twenty minutes trying to work out how to get to that. One. That's true. <laughs> there to there, that there is that sort of like uh, uh, natural uh, exploration. The, the the one good thing is, and I I really really like the game because of this. It has the chests are very all distinctly different. Mm. The basic chests, you know, you're either going to get keys or gems from them. And then they've got two other colored chests. One generally have your upgrade parts, and others will have a weapon. Either a weapon or yeah something that that's needed to progress the story so it's it's like you you can do that oh oh that one's that one's just a normal chest i can probably leave that for now but then you see that oh that's an upgrade chest i really need to get that i'm going to spend the time and, and and make the effort to get that one so it was really good uh personally i don't use many of the other weapons i just use the the basic pistol i've got it completely upgraded so it's got full damage full rate of fire full reload speed full ammo capacity there are enemies, like you said, that are uh, unique in the fact that they will require other weapons to take down, um, which is cool. But you can also take them down by the environmental traps inside any given area. So there's spike traps, there's fire traps. It's really cool. Uh, there, there's an area that I'm in at the moment where you can fall off the map, which I'm finding very frustrating because a lot of the enemies have the ability to just push you off the side of the map. Uh, I've run into some issues where because it's, uh, a transitional screen i've transitioned to the following screen and it's put me in the wrong spot and i instantly fall off the map <laughs> uh, that's only happened a couple of times that's not too bad and you don't lose too much health for falling off the map so it is fairly forgiving and again there is no punishment for dying it's not a souls game you're not going to lose everything on on death so it's a, it's not too bad at most you'll get set back like a minute of your time to get back to where you were it's not um it's not horrendous uh, some of the enemies I've found irksome, uh, especially the the guys who are literal shields that just sit in front of other enemies. 
at one point, one of their variants is they're covered in crystals and they reflect bullets back at you. That sucked. I killed myself so many times <laughs> before I realized that, you know, don't do that. Just do anything but that. Um, but yeah, the game the game is really, really fun. Uh, graphic design-wise, it's this pixel pixel-esque and very reminiscent of like those old school zelda games absolutely fantastic very easy recommend um i think it's on everything so you know it's very easy to pick up uh and yeah the story is definitely compelling enough to keep you going through it yeah i, would, I, I, yeah. I, pl- I played it for i played it for like four and a half hours straight yesterday yeah i did down. it in about three big sittings uh what, yeah. what i would call big sittings being a, a you know full-time worker and a parent so like if yeah. I can do something for three hours, that's pretty good sit. Uh, yeah, so I was able to get it done in, in about two or three sittings. I think I think we're probably three. Uh, but it was great. I really really enjoyed myself. I'm only a handful of trophies away from the platinum. It is it is very obtainable. Uh, however, uh, the last couple that I have are entirely skill reliant, which <laughs> I don't have that. So I may I'll try get the plat at some point, but I also think I don't believe I'll be able to do it. But I can always try. I haven't uninstalled it yet. So if I've got to, if there's an afternoon, I'm like, I'm going to give it a pearl. And then I might go in and try. Probably take those last couple off. But anyway, yeah. So once again, big thank you to East Asia Soft uh, for providing the review code for that. I was going to buy it anyway. I want to support my friend. But when that opportunity came up, that was that was mad. But yeah, of course. So Trigger Witch is available on almost everything. I believe mm. uh, go check out if you want if you want to once again if you just want to support a friend of ours uh, you can do that too make sure you go give them some love on the socials but okay but now we get into the section called inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation <laughs> We're only Ryan, like 45 the, minutes later uh, almost an hour and yeah so the biggest news this week is easily the fact that the upcoming firmware update for the PlayStation 5 will finally add support for the M.2 drive. So Sony has released a list of specifications as to what can be placed inside your PlayStation 5. Give it minim- minimum, so, uh, mi- uh, the min-max size, both in terms of physical size and data size. So I think you have to put a minimum of 250 gig in it, uh, up to a maximum of four terabyte. Sony also recommends that any M.2 drives you add will increase the heat of the console and therefore you should heat sink your own drives before putting them into your console because they'll overheat. Uh, for all the, spe- all the specifics though, of size, form, factor, all of that fun stuff, head over to the PlayStation support page and they'll give you all the details there. So this is currently in beta for all those people who are in the beta program. Uh, there is no current release date as to when this firmware update will be hitting the general public though. Uh, other improvements coming with this firmware update include the way that trophies work. They're finally going to put trophies back uh, in list form. Instead of going left to right, they're going back to up and down. Yes. Uh, I believe you can track them a little bit better inside your in, inside the player cards. Yeah, so if you're hunting for specific trophies, you can essentially tag them, and then that'll be the ones that pop up ASAP. So if you're like, oh, I yeah. want to get 100 enemies, and you want to make sure how many you, see how many you're doing, there you go. You can now also see, uh, for those of us who are still playing on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 at the same time, you can now see your PS5 trophies on your PS4. Ooh. Uh, apparently, you can do that. Uh, the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games are also going to be separated on the home screen to avoid any confusion about what version you're going to be playing and in the future. 
which is handy. Oh, at the same time, it's also going to make everything more cluttered if you have both versions installed. Uh, create mode functionality is also getting improved with some quality of life changes. Uh, for example, they're going to disable the on-screen notifications when taking screenshots. So if you're taking multiple screenshots uh, one after the other, you won't have the notification saying screenshot saved in the top corner, which is nice. Uh, they're also adding... Uh, the quick replay save functionality is going to get more timers instead of, uh, I think it's 15 seconds, 30 seconds, 5 minutes, an hour. I think they're, they're going to get have more time slots in there. Right. Uh, and lastly, PlayStation 5's uh, next firmware update will also add 3D audio for your television. Naturally, the results won't be as effective as with a quality pair of headphones, but Sony will optimize the experience by detecting the acoustics of your room by using the microphone in your DualSense controller. Okay, sure. Yeah, I think that that's that's ballsy, but I don't I don't know how that would work from the mic. Like I don't know how fucking sensitive this dual sense microphone is, but okay, cool. But I also don't know. Yeah, but first of all, let's have a talk, let's talk about the the ability for that that extra drive uh, support to be enabled. That's Matt. I know you are super fucking excited about this because you, uh, unlike yourself, I use an extended su- uh, support uh, storage for the PS4 games that I play, which is like Red Dead right now, like Mass Effect, all these big mm. honking games. Uh, but you're primarily just running off the OneDrive and you are having a hard time. I am constantly deleting and reinstalling stuff. I mean, at one point I had GTA and uh, GTA Destiny and uh, Call of Duty installed. Call of Duty is 150 gig, Destiny is 110, GTA is 99. And then, of course, when there's, you my, want there's my Call of Duty. And there's my whole drive. Yeah. <laughs> And then if you wanted Call of Duty as well for zombies, you're then fucked. Yeah, so it's just it's just it's just a nightmare. Um but so the- I'm very excited that they're they're coming out. They are pricey drives. The yeah. the ones that uh, the recommended drives at the moment are like the C- Seagate Firecuda and they're sitting at two hundred and fifty dollars for a one terabyte stick. Yeah. And they and they also don't come with a heatsink. Yeah, so that's the other so thing as gonna, well. So then you're gonna pay extra as well to cool the bastard down. So this is this is the thing. So as someone that has like when I first got my PS5, it overheated in the first couple of days and it was unusable, right? Um, I did mine had I believe it clearly had a manufacturing fault in regards to its heat distribution. Uh, but SSDs run optimally at like ninety degrees Celsius, so it will pump up the heat in that console. So if that's not well ventilated, if that's not, like that can be and will likely have the potential to be a problem. So the heat adding the heatsink does suck. It's an extra extra thing that you shouldn't have to think about. But like when you use, you know, the Xbox Series X example, which has that little external card you just plug in, apparently that motherfucker gets super hot. You know why? Because it's an SSD and it's going to run hot. So there is that same concern, but it looks as if the Xbox might have a better way to go about it, or unless there is a heatsink within that card itself. I've never really looked into it as well. Um... And Puck also adds to the chat, one of the preferred ones on Amazon with the heatsink will not physically fit in the space allowed. So that's another hurdle as well. Like, hey, it's only, the space is only X, X big. So to me, they have, the reason it's taken so long for me to get this information out is this. It's heat distribution. Mm. It's, it's, it's the physical space in and of itself. They're like, oh, I don't know whether we, whether we can make this happen. 
So I've done the I've done what I know as someone that is not an intellectual person in general. And when it comes out, when it comes to the technology side of things, I have reached out to a friend of the show, Ethan from Tag Mods, and be like, dude, help me understand this. What is the one we should get? How do we make this work? How we put how do we put a heatsink on it? Um, and I'll probably re re when that time comes, I'll reach out to him and I think we might do a little video on it so to help those that want to know, want to know that information what's a good one to get what are you looking at price at the pay uh how do you put the heat sink on make it all happen in in the console but are you going to rush out to do this mac because you've as I said you're the one that's complaining the most about it probably dope <laughs> probably the second i hear we hear from ethan i'll probably be like yeah can can you just do it for me here's here's the, here's the money make it happen <laughs> here's, here's the money here's my playstation just thank you good yeah. What about you? Are you going to rush out? I'm not going to rush, but I said, I asked him to like, give me recommendations, how we can make this happen. And then I'll, I'll probably seek it out. But, uh, yeah. Uh, in other PlayStation news this week though, despite its stock shortages, PlayStation five has sold over 10 million units earlier this month. It makes the PlayStation five, the fastest selling console in the family, beating the PlayStation four to 10 million mark by just under a month. Hot damn. That is like, look, people are still fucking gushing. They are so turgid for this PS5. Like, Big W had a, 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 allegedly had a release this week. Crashed the website. Absolutely crashed them. Amazon had some. Apparently, they went almost instantly as well. Like, people are gagging for a PS5 I, I heard the I heard the Big W one was a back-end error, and someone managed to buy all of the consoles before they even got to the website. No, really? Yeah, they canceled all of those orders because someone managed to get into the back-end of their stuff and ordered them all before they had a chance to even go on sale to the public. Hot damn. So they canceled all those orders and they're going to re-upload them at a non-specific time. So, yeah. Yeah, that's because that's the problem. Unless they dem, drop- dem, scalp, dem scalpers be strong. Yeah. So unless like you just drop them at some time, then people be like, well, you didn't tell me I'm at work. How am I supposed to buy them? But then like, if we tell you, then scalpers are going to get involved. Like it's a fucked market right now. And look, yeah. we've said it here on the show and we'll say it here and we'll say it again. You don't have to rush to get one. We've got one and we're very lucky. But aside from Returnal, pardon me, aside from Ratchet, you're not missing out. You're really yeah. not. Like every, like there's not enough PS5 big fucking hitters that make you rush to get this. Yeah. Now that, that does come from a point of privilege when we've, we've got one. So we're like, ha! But... It's up to you. Like I said, if you yeah. still, if you really want to seek one out, you may have to pay a little bit more, but you could just wait. It's a, it's a tough space because yeah, you are actively not missing out. Yeah, there really isn't much. Everything's coming to both. Like you know, her, uh, it, by the look of it, Horizon's coming to both. God of War is definitely coming to both. Yep. You're not going Grand to Turismo's miss out on those. Both. You're not going to miss out on those big tentpole exclusive games no. they're going to come to both for a little while longer until they get this stock shortage under control they're going to be coming to both yeah. for a while spot on but and to make matters worse Max, you've got even more time to kill because there is delays 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 
Firstly, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, uh, a, a, a Paul James heart breaks in the distance. I'm super upset that this is happening too because September is now just getting absolutely it's fucked. slogged by games that I want to play. So, originally due to release on the 24th of August, so less than a month away, developer, M- developer Ember Lab have announced the game is being pushed back until the 21st of September. So, just a month delay. Quote, we have made the difficult decision to delay the release of Kenner until September 21st to polish the game across all platforms. The team has been uh, working extremely hard and we feel the exact the extra time is critical to ensure the best experience possible. We know many of you are eager to play and we appreciate your patience as the team continues to work on delivering the best version of Kenner. Thank you for your amazing support. Now, I'm excited for this too myself. Uh, having it only be a month, because you know, one of the things when you're like, oh, I shout out to them for not using COVID as a reason. Big thumbs mm. up to that. Like, it's just like, hey, this is just a polish, a polish delay. And, and demonstration of that is about only being a month. That's no problems at all. I'm still keen as F to play that. And uh, when it does, we'll be there. A bit max. The real stinger is a game that at least I was adamant that was coming out this year. So much so that I put it in my draft for this year. If I hadn't already given up my draft X amount of weeks ago, by God, would I be quadruple fucked right now? That is Horizon Forbidden West. Earlier this week, Jeff Grubb, speaking on the Giant Bomb Show, as reported by VGC, said that Sony could be looking to delay the open world game into 22 as per an unnamed source. Calling back to the Horizon state of play, Hulse said development was the to- sorry, let me start that again. Uh, Hulse said development for the title was still on track, but wasn't certain about the finished product dropping before the year's end. This is all speculation as Sony hasn't officially made a statement on this. But earlier today, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, that's a day of recording, swayed in on the situation reporting that Horizon will indeed be delayed into early 2022. But then again, until Sony give the word, there is officially hope, right? (laughs) So Max, you and I have been in in semi-recent months have been like, this prick's coming in March of 2022. Like we have been pretty strong about it because why have a horizon yeah. state of play and then not back it with a date and then like obviously their intentions were to hit the back end of this year especially with that state of play but the, their complete radio silence has shown otherwise yeah my guess is end of feb early march yeah yeah so look- uh, obviously this would have been huge to hit holiday season uh, but it it obviously looks like they it's not going to happen, and Sony have never pushed a game that's not ready. Yeah, they, they play. They've always played by their own timetable, and it's what they're doing here. And like what they're doing is this: it's the same thing that they did with God of War, where they were unsure of when it could actually hit, so they were incredibly quiet about the release date or even the release window. And this is not yeah. God of War Ragnarok. This is the 2018 God of War. Because I remember there being like months and being like, why aren't, why don't we have a date yet? We need a date. We need a date. And then eventually they went, all right, now we're good to push it. So the thing here is if, if we look the back end of this year, Sony have not released a game in November or December in 
actual years. The last year they did it was, I believe, was 2016 with The Last Guardian. And even then, they only dropped it in December because that was a game that just needed to finally come out. Since yeah. then, they have, like, on Q4, they have relied so heavily on... Uh, on their third-party relations, right? Call of Duty's in there, and with their current marketing deal, they didn't really want to tread on that. So, at at best, they would have they would have aimed for about October to release Horizon Forbidden West. It is now; it's about to hit August. That would be two months. There is absolutely no way that uh, Sony would be willing to do a two-month media cycle, a two-month marketing cycle for Horizon. They are going to want at least six months. So, which means, you know, it's 100% not hitting this year. Like, at best, we're going to hit something maybe in October, but then coming out in March, that gives them the, the five-ish to six months of marketing time. And that's that That way they can at least end the back end the year with mm. some announceables. And because I, you know, just like yourself, you know, we... Both, like we both believe there is a state of play coming in August. They've, it's been the rumor mill for a while, so that would bring it, you know, within that reasonable window of the. Well, if we announce it now for the start of next year, there's enough marketing push. There's enough time. You are like, there's not as if the, we're going to say, "Hey, it's coming out in a year from now." Like in August through to March, reasonable time. It is going to be a disappointing reveal. But as they have never officially revealed the real revealed the date for Horizon, there is no delay technically, which <laughs> so technically technically correct is the best kind of correct. But the mm. only one that that's really fucked it up was uh, God of War. God of War should not have put a date on it. No. They put the twenty twenty one. And look, granted, admit like me. I'm I'm sad about it because once again there is there is currently no major release for PS5 in the back end year. The best you get is Deathloop, and even then that's a second party dealing. So like yes, we've already had two, like technically three with Astrobot in terms of big time releases this year for the PS5. Oh sorry, in the PS5's life cycle so far. Yeah, yeah. We've had two this year with um yeah with Returnal and Ratchet. Two's pretty good. Three would be better. But I guess in sec- a second party deal may be enough to meet in the middle, potentially. I mean, they're technically three. There's Demon Souls. I mean, oh, it yeah. is a remaster but, of an old game. So, but- so yeah, four in this life cycle yeah. so far. Yeah. Well, Ryan, did you hear that Sony's coming to PC? I had. So Sony has confirmed that its re- recent acquisition of Nixus is designed to enable further ports of PlayStation titles to PC. Speaking in an interview with Famitsu, Jim Ryan said, quote, We are also happy with our efforts to provide our IP to PCs. Although it is still in its infancy, we look forward to working with Nixus to help with that. See, look, there are times where They I- bought the guys to do PC ports and now they're doing PC ports. On, on a more very straightforward <laughs> on a more selfish way to look at this there are times like i've been doing we've been doing the i've been doing this show for 220 episodes or whatever now right like i've been in the game space for six years and i still constantly question my my spot in it like whether i sit here and am i informed am i knowledgeable like am i a reliable person to fucking listen to because like I think is what I'm saying correct, and 
really the last two news stories have actually filled me with a little bit of happiness because i'm like well that's <laughs> what my prediction was for nixus it's an easy prediction but it was like this is what they're going to do with it they they're going to have mm. them solely for pc stuff proved horizon there is no way this game's coming out next year even though there are people within the space that are that are legitimate that are that are informed that are knowledgeable and they're like nah it's coming this year i have moments where i get happy that i that i actually know something <laughs> so i like i appreciate i so selfishly this news is brilliant but it does make sense though as as we as we alluded yeah. to upon their announcement this is the future of playstation like rather so now uh rather than having to uh get a third party involved like platinum for death stranding and i think gorilla did their own i think for no who was the who was the porthouse for uh horizon on pc i actually have no idea oh i don't remember Ooh. Uh, oh, was it five? No, was it no? Platinum was at five oh five. No, Platinum did Death Stranding, which are their second. They're technically second party anyway. I don't recall. But either way, so they they what they have now is the luxury of in-house support. They literally don't have to outsource anything. No throwing money to other companies. They have a they have a department that that is completely built on this shit. They know what they're doing, and it's it's a it, it is a complete risk mitigator, which is a big 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 plus. This is a gorilla. I'm trying to find it now. Oh, well, in that case, I'll I'm jump not, into the I'm next story and we'll I'm go from having, there. I'm, I'm not having much luck. So Team Asobi, Max. So last year, uh, Studio Japan did kind of get all shit to bed and then they replaced it with Team Asobi. Oh, Reverend Puck in this says Sony Mobile. So yeah, still a division of Sony. So that's not too bad. So the team behind Astrobot Rescue Mission and Astro's Playroom are currently hiring, which is Team Asobi, uh, which is fantastic news. Spotted by Gaming Route, uh, an, an advertisement for a role at Team Asobi has appeared on LinkedIn, confirming the studio is hiring for its next project. Going by the job description, it sounds like the team's next-gen game could well be another Astrobot platformer. The designer job listing makes mention of a 3D action game in which the successful candidate will need to, quote, bring creativity and humor. So it looks like, once again, this makes sense from the information that we had been given, which is the idea that Team Aso that with the restructure of Studio Japan to be focused around Team Asobi, that there is, there is a no chance that they were going to do anything else. They want Astrobot to essentially be the next, mm. their next icon. Their yeah. their plat was uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mascot. Mascot. Thank you. They're, they're the new mascot for for PlayStation and. Do you think this this is just going to be a bigger version of Playroom? Or? I hope I hope so. I I hope that they do something so, like, you know, part of me is like Astrobot could be the next Crash Bandicoot. Mm -hmm. Give give me that nostalgic puzzle platforming in the three D space, but at, keep that cool whimsical nods to all your Sony stuff that you had in Astro's Playroom. Yeah. Yes, it's like Rescue Mission showed that the character itself of Astrobot is enticing. It is is cute. It's adorable, mm. and the world that they establish is what, what they say creative, creative and humorous. Uh, mm. But 
w- yeah, really with with Playroom, they nailed on that sort of the nostalgic love for PlayStation because PlayStation does have its history. And I hope with whatever they do that they they try to do a mix of both in some way. Yeah. Because yeah, it, Astrobot as a character can stand alone. You know, we saw that with Rescue Mission, but like having a love and a respect for the history of playstation as a company and as a, a platform uh is beautiful as well so honestly i loved astro's playroom i loved Askew's res- rescue mission anything would they do with that actually the only thing that i ask team asobi playstation make merchandise around astrobot like if you want astrobot to be the mascot which i presume that you do uh in uh, astro's playroom there is a, a machine, a gacha machine, right? And there are really, really cool little statues that are within the game. Make them real. Make them fucking plastic. Make them PVC, PLA, whatever. Just make them happen and I will buy them because they are adorable. You do that, you get my money. Astro would make a great little plush toy. Hmm. Merch. Merch is shit. Merch is like, look at this wall behind me. You can't quite sit in the shop, but you know the set that we are normally both sitting in is in, is littered with PlayStation and pop culture merchandise. If I could add more to this space, you know that I am going to, because you know even even the PlayStation store, like the the gear store, right, doesn't ship outside of the US or or the UK. The fuck? Let me spend my money on your shit. I'm distracted now, but we're getting really sidetracked. Anyway, Astrobot should be Astrobot, whatever they do moving forward. Thumbs up. Uh, next up, on Friday mo- uh, morning. On Friday morning, uh, Annapurna Interactive held a showcase with some upcoming titles. Now, they had more showing than this. I picked out the ones that were specifically for PlayStation. So, Outer Wilds is getting an expansion titled Echoes of the Eye, which is coming to PlayStation 4 September 28th. Uh, Solar Ash got a release date trailer with some gameplay with the game dropping on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on October 26th. And Stray, the cyberpunk-esque cat game that was shown off in a PlayStation set of play last year, I believe, mm-hmm. received a new story trailer and it is coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 early 2022. There were some other really, really cool games, but unfortunately they're not coming to PlayStation. <laughs> That's all um, right. But out a, lot of, yeah. a lot of them were like PC Switch. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's that, that complete openness of the Switch uh, eShop e- is, yeah. is going to work to the advantage of many, many people. But yeah, Outer Wilds never played. I heard really good things. I remember there being a lot of confusion around Outer Worlds, which came out at the same time uh soul ash looked dope as well but stray is the one for me like i remember that watching that trailer uh last year i've been like this is what the fuck is this i need to play this and having it come early next year is not too bad so even if horizon gets delayed again we're, we're good it's fine it's covered hey max you know what you did i know you gave me the quick bits it. again this week it's like the third week in the row Woo! quick Woo! bits Back for Blood is getting a beta and it is coming to the PS4 and the PS5. Uh, PS Plus members gain access to access to it from the 12th to the 16th of August. However, anybody that holds a pre-order for the game will have access from the 5th of August. Uh, I have reached out to the local uh, publisher and uh, hopefully Max, I'll be able to get on board and we're able to give you some thoughts and impressions on that bad boy. 
Uh, Marvel's Avengers uh, DLC for Black Panther will launch on the 17th of August. Uh, the abandoned real-time experience app, which is the, the app of ever-changing names, uh, is now live and preloadable. I pre-downloaded it just before we started recording today. I still have known what the fuck this is supposed to be. Uh, we've got until the middle of the month, I, I believe, or the back end of the month before something I think will actually of, happen. I think 10th of August is when they're showing off their first trailer. 10th of August? So it's like a week and a half. Yeah, this is on the back of them showing this weird like uh, asset flip of a dude with an eye patch in the background. Like, this, Yeah, this yeah, really, really weird, blurry as shit photo of Solid Snake. Once, <laughs> once again, this has has to be something right like there is no way that all this can be about this fucking independence you that ain't my, done shit my mind is going to be blown if on the 10th of august we open up the abandoned real-time experience app and it's and it's it has a patch the the day of and and padgy's completely right it becomes the playstation experience app and that they drop the state of play and that's when they announce that horizon's being delayed yeah, so yeah, so all that, and they go horizons delayed. Sorry about that, but Metal Gear Remake Blue Point, because I think that's what will happen. Like the Silent Hills, like the Metal Gear, like I think they're announcing a couple of different things at the same time here. Um, but uh, yeah, like if it does become that app, it makes total sense. It will get a patch. It will get renamed, and everyone will be like, "What the fuck has been all this? All of this is is dumb." But um, I'm very excited. We got yeah, two weeks, week and a half, not even. And finally, the PS Plus titles for August are uh, coming. It is Hunter's Arena Legends, the not-so-good-looking game from the last day of play, Plans vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, uh, and Tennis World Tour 2. Max, they are you going to play any of them? Always. I'm going to play Tennis World Tour 2 because me and Cass always love our competitive sports games, especially when they're free. Uh, I mean, we both purchased Tokyo Games 2020 just to play. <laughs> Who's winning currently? Uh, I think currently we're equal. There's, he's he's better. He's just way better in some events than I am. <laughs> but that's fine. That's cool. Um, I'll probably play tennis. Plants vs Zombies holds holds no interest. I'll check out the Hunters Arena Legends, but I can't. I'm kind of over the battle royale thing. I'm confident that I will play none of them. Mm-hmm. At least, yeah, I, I'm 100% knowing that that is going to be the case. Well, Ryan, the top 10 best-selling PlayStation 4 games for the week ending the 18th of July are as follows. In Australia. 10, in Australia. In Australia. In Australia. Number 10, we have Red Dead Redemption 2. Number 9, PlayStation Hits The Last of Us Remastered. Number 8, Call of Duty Cold War. Black Number Ops. Seven, Black Ops Cold War, yes. Uh, number 7, GT Sport. Number 6, FIFA 21. Number five, Mod- Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number four, Crash. Is that It's About Time? Yep, Crash that- Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. Yeah, yep. cool. Number three, UFC 4. Number two, Grand Theft Auto 5. And number one, Formula 1 2021. Hot damn. I, be- I believe this is, an old- this is an old list, man. Is it? I think it is. Uh, it is. The week ending the 18th. Yeah, I think that was the last one that was on the... I believe that was on there. I think that's the same let me as have last a week's. PlayStation AU Twitter. Let's have a look. 
If they're posted, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, one I day ago, it. here we go. Let's try that again, Max. All right, all right. Uh, this, try it again. This, 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 let's go. So uh, here are the top ten best-selling games for the PS4 in Australia. Uh, the week ending that. of the twentieth of July. Number ten, uh, uh, PGA Tour Two K Twenty One. Number nine, GT Sport. Number eight, Tokyo Olympics. Number seven, That's, Crash Bandicoot. It's about time. Number six, Red Dead Redemption Two. Number five, NBA 2K21. Number four, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number three, uh, F1 to 2020. Number three, FIFA 21, which I believe is like nine bucks right now. And number mm. one is Grand Theft Auto 5. So there you go. I had a feeling. Uh, I, I, as I was looking at that, I'm like, it's not entirely yeah, right. Yeah, 18th is, yeah. That's right. You, that you, can do the, you can do your upcoming releases as it should be. And upcoming releases, we have Hunter's Arena Legends PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 on August 3rd. In Sound Mind coming to PlayStation 5 August 3rd. Dodgeball Academia coming to PlayStation 4 August 5th. And the Falconeer Warrior Edition PS4, PS5 August 5th. I'm just going to keep playing more Red Dead. Yeah. None of those Fair. games jump at me at all. Dodgeball Academia is supposed to be like this dodgeball RPG game. Oh, it kind of it kind of sounds fun. It does kind of sound fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you everyone for joining us. I hope you've had a lovely time uh, taking part in in this show. It is always a blast. And as I said, you know, we we've been very lucky recently. The numbers have been going up. We are getting more listens than ever on the podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, the obviously with the YouTube, the YouTube is the push. This is my call to arms, ladies and gentlemen. If you can go to the YouTube, uh, subscribe, leave a like. Chuck, chuck a view on the video that would be much much appreciated the podcast is great and we love that you listen to on the podcast but uh we have a cool set we have faces i have a much thinner face now if you want to see the thinner face then this is probably a good place to see it you know but uh you know either way however you choose to support us it's much appreciated even the handful of people that support us on Patreon that very clearly forgot that they support us on Patreon and the money just comes <laughs> out every month without them realizing because we do nothing on Patreon. Absolutely nothing. Uh, we don't promise shit. It's just if you want to support us financially, that's it. So shout out to them, I guess. Send, they are good people. Send us home, Max. <laughs> well, everyone, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, hopefully we will both be back in studio next week. I think, I think, I think there's us. one more week that we'll be doing this. I think because mm. it's around about two weeks I'm, I'm feeling with each yeah. lockdown. So, But come and check out our socials. Come and hang out. Check us out on Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, you can by heading over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. You can jump in the chat and become part, pardon me, of the show. Brenna, I burp only at the Twitch part. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are watching us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on the YouTube, be sure to give us a like, subscribe to the comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash the pop as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. 
But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.